All right, let's try this again. Hello, right. emotional support system. Howdy, howdy. All right, say hello, emotional support system. Hello, emotional support system. All right, so we got cut off because I have spectrum, but we're going to keep this thing rolling. So again, let's crank this thing over again. I've already done a show, but this is an impromptu, and this one is special because the emotional support system was here for at least half of this. Now, getting the, 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 the reason, the motivation behind today's show is we watched a documentary together called 137 Shots, and it was about a police murder in Ohio. Now, two black people in a car, emotional support system, am I leaving anything out? Chime in, please, before. Can you hear me? I can hear you now. Okay. You dropped is... out for a second. Okay. Let's just keep this thing going. I said, I asked you to please chime in if I'm leaving out anything of importance. Now, this documentary was about two black people. Their criminal history, whatever it may have been, fucking irrelevant to the moment. Just like exactly. George Floyd. Their car backfired, which means, those of you don't know what that means, basically you heard a loud shot. Now, did they try to avoid arrest? They absolutely did. And I think there was like 60, what, how many cop cards were involved in this story? Over 60. Over 60 cops, gang. Over 60 fucking cops. Over two black people who had a car backfire had basically an entire fucking police department like they were Pablo fucking Escobar chase them down, circle the car. Not only did they pump 137 rounds into this car, one jackass straight up Wyatt Earp style like it was the Wild Wild West got on top of their car and emptied multiple clips, if I'm not mistaken, right? Oh yeah, it was over 60 bullets. Okay, so this one asshole jumped on the hood of a car that was already riddled with bullets. Now, I'm not a gun guy. She's a Navy vet. So if you're, let's say it was right at 60 bullets. That means how many clips did he have to empty, reload, cock, shoot, (laughs) empty, reload, cock? How many fucking clips is that? You know, it would. I believe it's standard. They have two clips on the belt and one in the mat, one magazine in the weapon. Okay. So that's three clips. That means he had enough time to fire off, stop, you know, empty canister, load the next one, and just keep shooting at these people who were already. They were so gung ho. So does they, that? So I'm so they bad. They had at math. officers injured in crossfire. That's how gung ho these guys. So that's, I'm so bad at math. That's a little bit over 15, 16, 17 bullets. About 13 a, a magazine. Canister. Yeah, 13 okay. canister-ish. And so let's say, canister. let's say this asshole, this murderer is really good at what he's doing to, to, to empty a clip, to, to do what he did, empty a clip, put in another one. And I'm assuming there's a cocking or reloading what, what's the average time? Let's say he's really good at what he's doing. Say max 45 seconds. Okay. In 45 seconds, 
that's enough time for me to walk to the bathroom and take a start taking a shit. So in the time it takes me to walk to the bathroom with my crippled ass self, that, that means basically he had time to evaluate what he was doing. But he decided to go for it anyway. So you got that. It, the, the two people in this car gang, it, it, shock, surprise, they're no longer with us. 137 shots, 60 of them, fi- over, a little bit over half fired by this one asshole. Now, the reason why this really made me pissed off today in the emotional support system, I think I told you, but if I did it, this is the comparison. There was a multi-millionaire here in Austin. Shock, surprise. I know. I hope everyone's sitting down. But emotional sports is <laughs> where you're sitting down. I, I know am. you're, you're going to be really shocked. He's I hope white. My He's white. Now, what this asshole did, on top of being a scourge upon society, but again, his past is about as relevant as theirs was. But you know, it's it tough expressed. being a white man these days. Oh, yeah. no one has yeah. it No one no has one it has <laughs> But what this asshole did, he had a side chick. He's got a wife and two children. He had a side chick. Now, the side chick and the side chick's boyfriend, the, the, the boyfriend found out who he was. He was part of this Austin family dynasty. This guy has shit tons of money. You can't spend it in five lifetimes. He, when when the when the boyfriend found out who the side chick was fucking, he was like, we're going to squeeze him for money. They go. tried to squeeze three quarters of a million dollars out of him. Now, instead of paying him, the side piece and the boyfriend, three quarters of a mil, he decided to pay three hitmen, three quarters of a million dollars. Sadly, they were successful. They put one in their body cavity. They put another one executioner Mm. style. That is pure hate. That is hate. Now, what really set me off, and the reason why we're having this conversation today is because he got busted. And when he got busted, he was coming. Oh, and if I didn't tell you guys with 137, after they did a forensic sweep of the car, emotional support system, you remember how many guns they had on them? Let me think. Think real hard. Think real hard. Because we were tired when we watched that documentary. But no guns. Yeah. Zero guns. guns. Not even no casings, no guns. Nothing. Oh, except for the bullets that the police put in the fucking vehicle, right? Aye. Now, this asshole, Eric Mond, is the name of the rich white dude. He was coming home from a hunting trip. Multiple guns in his car. Two black people were murdered because of a car backfired. This guy was guilty, 1,000% guilty of murdering his side piece and the boyfriend. They pulled that car over in an FBI coordinated strike. They arrested the the three hitmen and Eric Mond all at the same time so they could not coordinate stories. It was coordinated. There was a man in the car. They told him 
get the fuck out. We don't want you. It's Bond that we want. He was arrested without all three. The three murderers and the man who hired them were arrested without incident or scratch on them. The real fucked up part before we get in this conversation, one of the big reasons why they busted him, he Yelp reviewed their service. <laughs> I bullshit you not. How, how fucking arrogant must you be? I'm not lying. I'm not lying. How stupid and arrogant must you be to oh, put a hit out oh. on your side chick and Yelp review the assholes who did it. Now, he was arrested and there were multiple rifles in the car. Wow. Two black people. What was the original what what was the original reason why the police do you even remember? I was so pissed off by the rest of the documentary. It was it was about the girl. The cop the, the do you remember the black cop had already stopped them. That's right. And he That's didn't right. want to walk up on the vehicle because he said he didn't have a vest on. Because he he knew she was, you know, they were both, you know, depraved, craven drug users. He so, was undercover, right? He was undercover, right. uh, unmarked vehicle. In an if unmarked I'm not mistaken, vehicle. it wasn't yep. his job to do that. He could not have. But the That's family right. had stated that that cop had already assaulted the girl before. God Previously. Damn. God so I think that they what had happened in my theory and everyone please go watch it because this is what reality is check check it, it's, it's not a TV show it's not a clip on world star this is reality uh, yep this is what happens I'm from Canton Ohio born and raised yep yep just an hour and 30 minutes south of Cleveland mm. And so this is nothing new. Canton was recently the most dangerous little town in America. Damn. So we can get back to that. But um, they 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 put together that okay, the cops said he took off, you know, and I guess they were just trying to get get out of Dodge, you know, to get away. So this guy didn't catch up on him again. But I think he. He said he radioed and gave the info, and that's when they heard the backfire saying. So they used that excuse saying they 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 fired at the unmarked cop car, and that's where it all started. So neither you nor uh, you are a Navy vet, and I just know how to fucking fight with my hands. Neither one of us are police experts. Let's let's get that out of the way right now. So even if that's the case. And I remember during the documentary, one of the dudes was like, you should be trained enough to know the difference between the sound of backfire and actual gunfire. But even if that's the case. A backfire sounds like firecrackers, not a shotgun and not not a pistol. But is that justification? It's not. To have literally an entire police department? Again, we, we had a white dude literally murdered. There's no question. They found his fucking Yelp review, and there's a whole bunch of details out there. If you think I'm bullshitting, he he was as guilty as I am tall and black. It, it wasn't up for discussion. So, but it, on the suspicion of firing at a cop or a cop in a car or whatever the case may have been, does that warrant 
60 cops chasing two people down no, in a that car? Doesn't, it doesn't warrant the waste of taxpayers' money. Right. It doesn't, I warn, mean, it doesn't warrant any of it. And what it is, it, to me, I believe it was cop CYA. They're not around to tell the story about why and what that cop said to her and why they took off. They made but, sure that they weren't going to be around to tell that story. But again, maybe this is me just splitting hairs unnecessarily. But I mean, on the strength. I mean, I may not what, be a cop what about expert. that? Go ahead. Go ahead. I may not be a cop expert, but I am a black person expert because I've been one for 52 years. Check. Uh, um, it's it's especially living in the big in the inner inner cities where I grew up in um you know the Yankee the resident Yankee here you know this is this is the tip of the iceberg and and you got to think about it why did they run that's what one of the people said well why didn't they just comply you know, oh like, that's right that's right like when they were talking about um Tamir Rice why didn't you just why didn't you just comply yeah th- we and you've said it on your show before. We as black people, we have PTSD. Yep. You know, some of these folks watch it on TV and think it's so awful, but I've lived it. My family's lived it. Yeah. Um, well, it's it's those in cases like the Tamir Rice. For those of you who have, again, you got to watch this fucking show, 137 Shots. And they had... Two, two white cops, and there's I, I have to specify their race for a reason, because there were two white cops talking to a bunch of school children that were what seventh, eighth grade. Mm-hmm. These were babies. The age and so of just, rise. Yeah, and it just didn't. It'd be like me telling a room full of women about the pain of menstruation or pregnancy. I'm not qualified to have that talk. And they were sitting there and they were telling these children that it was literally Tamir's fault, yeah. right? If, if he just would have complied, like, don't you agree, boys and girls? And you're <laughs> like, wow. And I remember saying while we were watching that. And they're in, they're, they're in their formal garb. They're in their uniform with oh, a yeah, weapon. They're in their suit and their because, tie. Yeah, you know. I double dog dare you to disagree with a white cop exactly. <laughs> with a gun. But I was like, it's amazing that we as black people, we have to remember our training. Because again, how many of us were told by our parents, if you don't do what a cop does, you will die. But a cop doesn't have to remember theirs. Their excuse is made. When, you know, did you have to, you know, peel a cap back on a 12 year old? Well, I was afraid. You were afraid? (laughs) You're trained to handle stress. You are trained to handle stress. This was a 12-year-old. George Floyd, and let's say he was 100% guilty of trying to pass a fake $20 bill. Again, more is expected from the black murder victims than than the the white murderers. And again, it's like, it just goes back to the difference in these two procedures. You had a white dude. No, by all means. I'll say this. I'm, I, um, I, I never had that talk with my mother. Neither did my brother. We're mixed race. Right. Um, and we were raised by a white mom. And we, I, I, I never, I, 
for a while. I, it wasn't until, and then going in the military so young, I never really understood cops the way I do now. I thought they were there to help the, us. I never seen it. I never, we never, but when I became a mother of two sons and I started seeing what the truth, what really happened, I had the white lady's point of view. I was raised in her world. I didn't have this on my brain as a child. Sure. Um, so, but I have two black sons and we, it's, it's, it's a different world for me now. It, it makes me even angry because you know, to not know. I mean, you remember, and we were the same age group. You remember in the 90s when the gangster rap and everything, everything they were telling us about all, you know, those, those dangerous thugs in L.A. and shooting each other up. But the cops in L.A. were the most corrupt cops that Americans have ever seen. Oh, yeah. But media put the eyes on the gangbangers. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's an easy direction to take. Expendable. And we've already painted these pictures mm-hmm. of what, you know, angry Negroes look like and all this other bullshit. And Pop, if you don't move your fat ass, thank you very much. But but what I did learn. What's that? Cops are allowed. I mean, they, they, they take the latitude given. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Because if it mattered, because I, I went and did some research because there's a lot of stuff when it comes to, especially Cleveland cops and, and Ohio cops. I, I think there was just a whole nother branch off a stinky tree, but hmm. like, and you had people, it, people in the community right now are suffering from over-policing. And I think that, that the Tim, I think it's Tim Russell and... Melissa, what was her last name? The from a hundred thirty. Oh yeah, yeah, Bullets. yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and it, the same thing. You know, a lot of these deaths by cops is because they do everything to over police the back black community. Malcolm X said that oh, yeah. we we live in a a police state. Is that they complain? You know how they continue let it go. We live in a police state because they complain. And look at all this violence and look at all this stuff. So they say, we need more money for cops. But, and then we have all these cops, but all of a sudden we still have all this violence that they continue to report to, um, you know, to pay for more cops, to over-police the communities where they can get, you know, you know, buccal amounts of tax revenue. You know, there was one documentary I watched in about a town in Georgia where the population is maybe 25,000, but they put set up a speed trap, you know, between the only area of commerce in the black community and over 78% of tickets, you know, over, you know, equating over a hundred, you know, dollars a piece. And then if they can't pay it all the court fees, so they're, they're fine. They're over policing and finding ways to just suck. Oh, gotcha. Out of oh. black communities, and it's no happening question. everywhere. Oh yeah, I, I mm-hmm. used to. Uh, and before I say this, I, I still want to give you Uncle Bobby this. I, 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 I still don't believe. And I hold on. Make sure you're sitting down for this one because between the two of us, gang, she's the Pollyanna one. I'm the negative fucker. <laughs> I still don't believe that all cops are bad. I do not. 
What I do believe is that the bad cops are making it incredibly hard for the ones that are simply trying to do their fucking job. But yeah, I, I uh, train. Uh, when I coached that minor league football team, I think I told you, one of my favorite players was my strong safety. I loved Frank. He was a hard worker. He was a fun guy. And his wife was fantastic. And she was a CPS worker here in Austin, Child Protective Services. And she told us, being my partner reference, my ex-wife, she told us once, and we were sitting, and I was like, yeah, I need you to stop. Because she went into detail on a certain story, which I won't repeat. And I was like, I can't listen to this anymore. But she said, the worst cases of sex abuse and child abuse mm-hmm. are west of I-35. Now, if you're not familiar with Austin, gang, West Austin is where the money is. It's where the white people are. East Austin, which, by the way, and we need to do a show on that, not an accident. I-35 was set up to be the great divide. I've seen the paperwork to where the city of Austin said the minorities and the financially disenfranchised on the east of I-35. White people with money, west of I-35. That's not an accident, and that's not unique to Austin. But she said, by far, the worst cases of abuse or in the rich white places the only thing is they have money to keep their stories out of the news so when you hear about the fucked up cases it's those animals it's those mexicans it's those negroes right and so i i think i was trying to tie that oh that's with the over policing right it's it's kind of like it, it correct me if i'm wrong Treat us like animals, and that's how we shall act. Mm-hmm. I think it was James Baldwin who said that uh, they call the Negro black man savage, so they can treat him uh, a criminal, so they can treat him criminally. They call no the Native American savage, so they can treat him savagely. I it's agree. all about probably you know when you don't, if you're not the one holding the megaphone, the people aren't going. They're going to see you as how they're told to see you. But I mean, isn't that the ultimate, seriously, fucking tie-in to, to the, these two instances and all the ones that we can name? This guy, the guy, the Eric uh, Mond asshole, his, his, his family Christmas card came out literally right after he got busted. And, and I, I joked kind of at work, so I don't think I'm really joking, but... I think his wife's going to be the only one having a Merry Christmas. What's that? His wife's going to be the only one having a Merry Christmas. (laughs) Well, she gets to live to see tomorrow, but her kids are fucked up. But that Christmas card came out and it was your stereotypical, rich, beautiful family. And A&E, Hallmark, they are already writing the script. Glenn Close will be the side chick. Alec Baldwin will be the boy. They've already written this fucking script. And it's, again, it's, it's, it's really fucked up that these two cats were murdered on this suspicion. Actually, I, if you remember this, I said this Twitter videos. God, what, what was that? What was the direct quote? The most dangerous place 
for a black person to live is in the in white, white is in the imagination, imagination. of an imagination yeah. and it's like we those two black people were suspected of having weapons 137 shots 60 of them were fired by one person who had the time to empty a clip eject the clip load another one cock it empty eject no. cock another one empty 45 seconds that's at least three minutes and three to five minutes it. of gu- and he lied the about suspicion it. now a white dude actually committed homicide had guns in his car and was arrested with perfect like dylan roof mm-hmm. no, they didn't jacob, take the burger king did it yeah jacob blake was suspected yes Fine, you have criminal, whatever the fuck you want to Jacob say. Jacob Blake was doing that, but trying to break up a fight. Even if seven shots were in his backside, you, there's no, and again, I'm not a policing expert. You're way more of an authority on this than I am. But you don't shoot a suspect in the back. You just don't do that. And they did it seven times. That man is confined to a wheelchair. Dylan Roof made nine bodies go cold. They took that asshole to jail and brought him fast food for fear that they did it. His attorneys could sue for inhumane treatment. Jacob Blake was suspected of a crime. So, I mean, you tell me, you tell me, what are we missing? Or is it that obvious? Well, you know, I'm sure all the Christians were utterly shocked when it happened in the church. I'm sure that 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 should have been top priority there. His nine victims were black. Yeah, but you know, because God. Um, yeah. His will. Yeah. Well, I he guess can use they that slaughter gone, for his glory, right? Yeah, they shouldn't have gone to Bible study that night. <laughs> Probably not. You know, but he gets he gets McLee and he gets BK and you know yep. he doesn't get a bruise on him. Nope. Kyle Rittenhouse walked past an army of cops, literally with a smoking gun. And he's a celebrity now, an absolute celebrity. You and I watched that January 6th stuff on TV together. Do you remember? Oh, which part? The part where those assholes, where cops were literally asking, hey, are you guys okay? (laughs) But they're sitting there just cold chilling and and, and, and Nancy Pelosi's desk. Yeah. Yeah. I I missed the, the poop smearing on the wall. I missed that. I would have turned my head if they would have shown that shit. But you know, on but, the mere suspicion, right? George Floyd was suspected. And they later found out he did not have, if I'm not mistaken, he didn't even have a counterfeit $20 bill. Nope. And that verdict that- tore a country in half. Half of us said Chauvin did nothing wrong. George Floyd was, you know, a drug taking nigger with, you know, a criminal past. On the mm-hmm. suspicion of having fake money. That's where the old Rittenhouse. Is. Yeah, Kyle Rittenhouse went 100 percent murdered two people. Walked past an army of cops. And people are yelling, them. pointing, saying he just shot somebody. Yep. And that's a. It is the, the. Wow. Think about it. And they, I'm trying to understand what cops do, because they, they don't solve crimes. My nephew was murdered in a drive-by in 2014. Not a soul. Crickets. 
Okay, I'm going to keep throwing this in there because I want to make sure. Again, I still don't think this is owned because I'm not going to throw my dad under the bus. My dad was a cop. He was a military cop. He was. And he was a hard ass from the stories I've heard. My dad spared no quarter. (laughs) There's a whole other... Military cops have the UCMJ behind them. UCMJ. What's that? The Uniform Code of Military Justice. Okay. That's their Bible. He, you know, they operate within it. Period. Versus versus, you know, California law, Mississippi law, Ohio law, okay. you know, Austin law, trumping Texas law, and federal law. You know, there's there's, you know, there's just like everything else with the military. We're regimented, and when we come in, we're all under the same list of rules. Got it. Period. E ones to O tens. Got it, got it, got it. But got cops, it, it. you know, they have too much power. They city governments need bodies behind bars because they get paid for. Well, I remember one of the things that was suggested, and I'm gonna completely fuck this up, but I can't remember after which murder it was, but it was like we, we need a body outside of the police department. And there was something along the lines of Oh, like their internal affairs is run by cops. And so it's like, we need, it, you know what it's like? It's like uh, football. When I played football, there was no independent bodies to, to look at concussions. They were all team doctors, team athletic trainers. And when you work for the team, your only mission is to get your star player on the field as fast as possible. Fuck his health. We need to sell tickets. Right, and so after all this concussion stuff, what ended up happening was, for those of you who aren't aware, if you break your leg, if you break an arm, whatever the fuck, the team doctor handles that, the team athletic trainer, rehab specialist. But if you have a concussion, a team of doctors that have no connection to the team take over, and they're going to make decisions based on science, not ticket sales. Your only and mission the is patient, to say and that this team. person is not clear to ride a bike, much less play football, right? So my right. point bringing that up is one of the uh, suggestions for kind of correcting the rogue cops and the cops who fuck up is stop having cops being judged by those who only have the cops' best interest in mind. There right. needs to be a neutral party that looks at the evidence and says, I don't know the murder victim. I don't know the person who pulled the trigger. All I know is based on this evidence, this should be the outcome. Well, right before I left Ohio last year, oh, this year, um, and I read it um, uh, in one article I read after we listened to 137, Tamir Rice's mom was... um, Spear, she spearheaded a very highly successful and almost unanimous uh, votes that they took. I think uh, in twenty last year, where they have these independent councils now up there, you know, right. policing the police. Finally, good. Um, and I, you know, and the thing is, there's so many people, and they think about it. Think about it. What are all, half of the cop? Almost all the cop shows on TV about corrupt cops. I mean, Say that part again. You broke up a little bit. Say that again. What are the majority of cop shows about on TV? 
corrupt cops? I would say cop. Well, if you're talking about like cops, they're they're usually policing. Not usually, they are policing. I just belch hashtag I'm a professional. They're they're always in franchise neighborhoods. It's always some <laughs> bubba with grass in his mouth wearing an overall set with no shirt. A black dude, a Mexican. They they never show them policing crimes in well-to-do neighborhoods. And yeah, all the shows that sell tickets are, yeah, mm-hmm. of course, of fucked up cops. And that's why I've said before, especially with black people, media representation is important. Now, when you have a history, like black people, you know what we need to talk about? Now that I'm sitting here, I'm thinking about it. What's that? The foundation of the police department. Because I... So for those of you who don't know, if you're not aware, the foundation of the police department, they were slave catchers. Patrols. And that comes to admit that, you know, cops have evolved, but you can't get the foundation out of there. It still means something. Now, if you think I'm bullshitting, again, I keep saying my age for a reason, gang. I am almost 50 years old. So the things that you guys think are nine trillion years ago, they're not. I'm old enough to remember when blacks were literally not smart enough, considered not smart enough to play quarterback. That's why we still make a big deal out of white quarter, uh, black quarterbacks, because it's still an anomaly. The foundation of the police force, they were slave catchers. Yes, there are good men and women on the police force, but they're right. still going to attract those. And those what when have. they were right. No, keep going. What's that? When there were no slaves anymore, I do my air quotes. Um yeah. and that those led into the black codes and the Jim Crow laws. And those are enforced by whom? Cops. Period. Who did they start beating? Who started pulling and beating people off the lunchroom counters? It was the cops. Who had the hoses and the dogs? It was the cops. So that's my parents' generation. They experienced yeah. that bullshit. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it, we know the roots, but it's I was uh, doing flashcards with my granddaughter with uh, yeah with the peanut. And and I, I I was going through them and just had pictures, you know, like what's this a box, a ball, you know, things like that. And they had one that had a police officer, blue uniform, white man, oh, no. looked all happy. I'm like, well, we won't be showing her that one. That <laughs> <laughs> no, one did not. Because how do I explain that's a police officer? You know. <sighs> we were taught that's what we saw. You know, if you see something, say something, be helpful, community. That's all we saw coming up. But she lives in Columbus, Ohio. And I don't call the cops in Columbus because they shoot first and they ask questions later. Um, That is such a sticky, and you and I have had talks about that, and it's such a sticky. Because I remember talking to mom about this during Black Lives Matter, and it, it broke my heart. And I cried. I absolutely cried. Papa, if you don't move your fat ass, this motherfucker, you're killing your father, Larry. Seriously, you just killed your father. 
this dude. But uh, he stepped on my iPad while the damn YouTube was. But fuck it. <laughs> it was during the Black Lives Matter marches. And I don't think this little girl was much. She was probably five years old. A year older than Peanut. And she's doing a march. And. Oh, God. It is really kicking my ass. She starts shivering because a white cop comes close to her mm-hmm. and she's like she asked him are you going to kill me mm-hmm. and it, it I, I was and mom was sitting here and was like it's okay and like it's not okay it's not okay it, and the cop got on his knee and he was actually trying to console the child and I gave him credit for that I was like dude you fucked it up because he yeah. says something along the lines of, he's like, no, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm here to protect you. Then he says something along the lines of, don't give me a reason to hurt or something like that. No. I was like, dude, oh, it was all good until the end. <laughs> because like, again, yeah, he's like, how, how do you tell back- Nina if you're in trouble? You know, go, call the cops. Go, go to an authority figure. But then you've got a fucking cop saying some fucked up shit like, that's that's generational PTSD. Oh God damn! Tell me it ain't. I mean, like I wanted to tell you about a young man named Marshawn McCarl. He was from Columbus, Ohio. He was a Black Lives Matter organizer. He actually won an NWACP Image Award. He was a friend of Thirty Thirty. Yeah. Um. They went. They were in college together. And, uh, you know, he had programs to help feed the homeless, you know. Um, His main argument was about the over-policing of his neighborhood and so on and so forth. They had been a, you know, no-knock warrant served, scaring people to death. Um, And this was before George Floyd and everything. Um, And, you know, there was always a cop around to arrest someone, but no, never around when someone called. And, you know, they had the same problem with getting ambulances. Not like there was some horrible, you know, bottom of the barrel, you know, hood. It was just the side of Columbus that they didn't care about more, any more than about your know, old policing. There was a lot of projects over there. And he actually had to sit down with the, at that time, now governor, but then the district attorney, um, uh, Mike DeWine. And he asked him, so what are you going to do about, you know, the over-policing in our neighborhoods? You're always there to arrest the wrong people. Our homes are still getting broken into, so on and so forth. And to surmise um, Marshawn's response, he's like, basically, you know, DeWine told us, unless there's a body, we don't care. Mm. This young man suffered from depression and anxiety and in 2016 made a Facebook post that said my demons won today I'm sorry and he went to the Ohio State House stairs and took his life he gave Mike DeWine his body but um, you know there's real generational PTSD about oh, on no so question. many levels. 
No you know, question. a young black man at the age of 23 getting the NAACP Image Award, you know, and uh, it, but yet, you know, he still ended his life at 23 on this Ohio State oh. house stairs to make this point and unfortunately several points. Fuck. <laughs> okay. Yeah. To that, I will say fuck. It, it, it's it's about the over-policing. It's, you know, there was a, the, there's it a cop is. on trial. It's all of it. I mean, it's just, we live in a world of violence. God, who was it that said, God, did we watch that one? Oh, God. Who, who, who was it? But it, excuse me, they said the cops that after which murder, that's the sad part, I'm trying to remember, mm. but they were saying the cops that police these areas aren't the ones that police those areas. Exactly. It was it. They were talking about New Orleans, like like Fifth Ward. And if you don't know about, look up how New Orleans is set up. You've got like the Garden District and shit like that. Then you've got what you saw from Katrina. Right. The, the people who really got hit in Katrina were the ones that had left. New Orleans was fucked up. There's no question. Bourbon Street got hit. The corner got hit. My family got hit. But the ones who really suffered were the ones who had less. And I'm I'm trying to remember who it was, but they were saying, because if you remember, yeah, those people were starving. They were drowning. They were dying. They were desperate. And that's when we started hearing things like looting. Yeah. They were trying to survive. And there was a very famous picture of a cop with a 12-gauge shotgun not six feet from somebody's face because they were quote-unquote looting. Now, and whoever was saying it was like, these aren't the cops that police wider, more fluent areas. No. Mm-hmm. And, but, and when white mm-hmm. people quote-unquote loot, right, they're just doing, they don't even use the word looting, it's you know, survival or shit like that. Right. Black, and yes, there were people just trying to snake Jordans and big screen TVs, but the overwhelming majority of the quote-unquote looters, baby food, food, feminine products. They right. they said that the one of the big issues with those Generators, that were in the zone, yeah, they, they were, women were bleeding all over themselves because th- their parents didn't that. give a shit. Nope. that it was Hurricane Katrina it was the 28th day shit was going to happen and so you had people literally stealing tampons clean panties shit like that and they were looting but they were like they the people who police like inner city fifth ward uh, New Orleans inner city Houston shit like that those aren't the same cops that police Westlake, uh, yeah. Bel Air, Houston, shit like that. So, do you do you remember? I mean, and they don't fire these guys. They need killers. They need people who are willing to kill. They may fire them, but they rehire them. But isn't that exactly that is exactly what Colin Kaepernick said? And part of his kneeling was 
Yeah, it's like we it's not like we don't know who these people are. These cops are literally getting paid vacation to snuff black lives. That was the reason why he was kneeling. Just so you guys know, he wasn't disrespecting the flag. He was trying to respect human lives. He lost his job and was blackballed as a result. But again, it's just I do want to say this as a veteran. And I'll say this to everyone who's listening. And if you're still on the fence about if it's taking a knee is disrespecting the flag. When you're in uniform and someone falls, you take a knee to respect them. You know, it doesn't matter. The flag still flies. It's just a song. Okay, one, I need you to stop. And I need you to rewind the tape. I need you to say that again. (laughs) I'm serious. It's it's just a song. Why? veterans take a knee we take a knee because we show it's a show of respect you know to honor the fallen yep and that's what Kaepernick was doing honoring his fallen our fallen okay I'm gonna add to that I'm going to add to that because again this is well known it's also just well ignored so for those of you who are not aware how this whole Colin Kaepernick thing goes down it goes a little something like this you fuck faces. <laughs> Colin Kaepernick did not call for this attention. Yeah. Again, this is all verified. You can all look this shit up. I just belched. Colin Kaepernick started out his protest sitting down. A reporter saw it and asked, why are you sitting down during the national anthem? And he told him the reason. Black people are being murdered. Cops are getting paid vacation. No punishment. I'm not going to stand for a song that does not represent justice for all, like it says. Nate Boyer. Nate Boyer, first and foremost, hook him. He's a Texas letterman, just like I am. But more importantly than that, he's Army Special Forces. He's a Green Beret who came back to college to get his degree and to play football. Nate Boyer saw what Colin was doing and he said two things. One, first, I was enraged that someone would do that. Then I stopped and I remembered what my job was as a soldier. So he called Colin Kaepernick and said, I don't agree with what you're doing. So talk to me. And so he sat And like I said before, he took in new information and he changed. Now, you guys just heard an army vet say it. And uh, Nate Boyer, I'm sorry, I was thinking you heard a Navy vet say it, but an army vet, a Green Beret, this is what he told Colin Kaepernick. He said, I don't agree. And I will never kneel for the national anthem or the raising of the colors. But I fought for your re- for your freedom to do this. If you want to respect the flag, and that's what Nate Boyer said, and you just heard a Navy vet say the same fucking thing. This is not rehearsed, game. You've got two veterans said the exact same thing. If you want to get your point across and still show respect, he told him, get your ass off that bench and kneel. That's what a white troop said you just heard a black troop say the exact same thing 
So where where's where where do you think the 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 the, the I don't know the miscommunication is? Well, people hear this is all here. easily. This is not a secret, though. Well, it's it's about conforming and compliance. You're not doing what we told you to do. Okay. You're doing what you want to do, or what you think is right. So if you're but not a, conforming, then you're a problem. But a white troop told a black football player to take a knee. They don't care about the troops. They care about okay. the the okay. image of the troops. <laughs> because if they care, it's okay. So do you? They. I want to say something about the Afghan extraction, right? Well, you're the vet. Your show. Um, I mean, a lot of people served over 20 years over there, and there was a lot of mixed feelings. And um, we had a meeting at work. I worked for the Air Force, and they wanted to know how people felt. And some people were angry. It's like, oh, well, you know, nobody cares about those 13 kids that died over there this week, blah, 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 you know. And um, the, the irony is we've been dying over there for 20 years. 20 years, yep. Yep. 20 years I personally know people who didn't come back yeah you know and I was personally on a big giant aircraft carrier that went over there and probably bombed about me and our rackets Jesus H. Christ you know we were part of the shock and awe crew USS wow. Harry S. Truman um, if you remember that I media do. jerk fest um, the crazy part is all the shit you've seen you sleep better at night than I do that is absolutely fucking crazy. But please continue with shocking awe. I want to hear all about this stuff. <laughs> but you know, but they, you know, and they, they played it up. They played it up. Um, and but I, I don't. I, I, I think it's a matter of convenience, not conviction. It's okay to care about the troops when it's something that benefits you or makes you yeah. feel like that that you're still, you know, in control. You know, but do you know the backlash that came from the first secretary? I think uh, Joint Chiefs of Staff was black man for the militaries. There was a lot of black backs. Like, uh, Chief, uh, what is it? Secretary of Defense. There you go. The gentleman that's Secretary of Defense right now. First black man. Oh, uh, uh, after yeah, Colin yeah, yeah, Powell. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, second black yeah. Man. Looking right at him. Look, uh, I can't remember his name. Please continue. Yeah. You know, there was a lot of flack for that. And I, I just, I don't get it. We're, we're, this is our nation. We all are babies. We want all our babies to grow up well and safe and happy. But do we, though? I, I, I wish no ill will to any other, anyone else's children. Well, no, and, but, but, when I, but when you say that, and when you say we, excuse me, I wonder which part of we is this country talking about? Because, again, if we really cared about the we, would we really be mad that a black dude took a knee during a fucking song? Because yeah, at the end of the day, that's all it is, is a fucking song. When 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 we say we, does a two police officers literally get up with guns in front of a bunch of, what, 13-year-old black kids and say, if Tamir just would have complied, he'd still... Do we really care about we... Or do we only care about a selective? Well, the Constitution may read, we the people, but this is a me nation. Uh, I I still don't think, to be honest with you, 
<laughs> yeah. So just so oh, but they didn't mean those of you guys who are still listening, you guys know how Uncle Bobby gets out at this point. We've spun way the fuck off, but we're gonna keep doing this. But <sighs> we're almost at an hour, by the way. This is true. I'm looking at the clock. Uh, look, baby girl taught me how to time this thing, but <laughs> but again. <laughs> I just don't see us actually caring. And by us, I mean, again, the, the collective. Because again, if we actually cared, I don't think you and I would be having this discussion. We wouldn't be making excuses for murderers. We, we wouldn't sit here and say, well, the reason why, you know, an asshole like Eric Munn and Dylan Roof were apprehended with professionalism because they didn't put up a fight. But a 12-year-old with a plastic fucking gun, two, two black people in a car. You, you see what I'm saying? It's just well, hard for me to sit here and hear that we care about the we when we have so... <laughs> it's like COVID, history. we're in this together, but, <laughs> but are we have gotten a shot, exactly. Yeah. Oh, God, we suck at this. So let, let, let's, let's bring this back in because we, we hit about 14 million other topics and I'm hoping we have another one. I told 3030 that you were doing this because like you're, you've been hesitant to do a show, so I'm glad. <laughs> but to, to, to bring this back to 137 and this Eric Mond, dude, we have, and I've said this in other shows, yeah, one plus one is not a big number. But one plus 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 generations is an enormous fucking number. And again, you have a white dude worth millions of dollars. You you could not snort his money away. You could not buy enough hookers, a brand new Tesla every six months away. And you still have generational wealth. He literally Yelp reviewed, literally Yelp reviewed three hitmen. Basically that- said, when you absolutely positively want someone killed overnight, these are your guys. Wow. And, and That's was, the epitome of capacity. Isn't uh- it? And, <laughs> and, and, they, and they coordinated a strike so that he and the three people he hired were arrested at the same time. Not a single one of them. <clears throat> all of them, not black, by the way. All three of them were arrested with the utmost professionalism. Utmost professionalism. That documentary that we watched, 137, two black people were suspected of bullshit. And they are no longer here to tell their story. Backfiring so, I mean, why black? Mm. Yeah. And so, you 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 give me your last two cents on how you see this. You, how about this? I know this is a stupid question, but out there somewhere, someone is asking it, or at least someone is thinking it about black people overreacting. Because then there, that's when someone's going to pull out, you know, five examples of white guys who were killed by cops. What's your response to that? Because you know that's what we're going to get. Well. They can pull out examples. But do you want it happening to you? If you don't want it happening to you, don't let it happen to anybody else. 
make it personal. Don't make it about a whole group, uh, a society of people. Yeah. Um, we're not the criminals that you make us to be. There's far more white collar crime than there is anything else. Yep. Um, and those that like to throw black on black crime out there. Uh, like, Chicago fatherless households. <laughs> but what we don't it's it's watch what you know pay attention to what we say not what we do yeah and there's a lot of things being done behind the scenes in my hair humble non-expert opinion um that help promulgate us as the bet the perpetual bad guy oh no so it's okay to kill us it is but it keeps we're really safe yeah where if you're not exploitable you're expendable yeah Again, it's that's why you, me, we've all said media portrayal is important. And they exploit us with two thirds yeah. of the prison population are people of color. Yeah, it's garb. It. My brain is completely <laughs> farted on what I was going to say next. And, uh, I mean, and that that yeah. comes from over policing too. It's a dragnet effect. Oh, before I forget, before I forget. Just in case some white person hears this and you want to kick back with some mutated ass numbers, first and foremost, please go fuck yourself. Yes, you're right. The raw numbers, there are more white murder victims than there are black murder victims when it comes to police violence. But two, even my dumb ass is completely illiterate when it comes to mathematics can tell you there's a difference between raw numbers and percentages. By percentage, we got you fuckers lapped. It's not even a fucking contest. And fourth and final, why aren't you upset as well? Why? Why if it's it just a matter anyone? of a white guy and a black guy there, it's a push. No, we both need to be fucking outraged. And again, I'm going to continue to say my rare Pollyanna stance. I don't believe all cops are bad. I don't. I truly believe that there are good cops out there wanting to do their job and just wanting to go home and watch a football game and have a beer before they go to bed and do this shit all over again. It's the bad cops. And again, I didn't tell you this, but it was last week before the Christmas break. Someone was asking me about that fucking murder. I won't even say her name of Dante Wright. And she said, well, she just made a mistake. And I was like, you're absolutely right. She did. But your mistakes are only as severe as their outcomes. Her mistake meant there's a family that lost a family member before Christmas. I have an argument to that. No, by all means. I wore my uniform for 20 years, right? So she was a cop. She had been a cop for over 27 years. Yeah. Okay. So I'm not going to walk out the door with with my ribbons on the wrong side. Right. Because I know better. Right. So for her to say that I made a mistake, no, she didn't. She didn't. No. But it's also, and this is probably a whole nother show, but... I've held two guns in my enti- two actual guns in my entire life. I haven't pulled a trigger for more than 60 minutes in my entire life combined. So I don't know. But I would assume that one, your pistol and your taser are probably on two different sides. Yep, and that's two, how to do it. 
And probably more importantly, there's a different feel to a taser than there is a loaded pistol that can take someone's life. And so when you sit here and you say, well, it was just a mistake, I'll grant you that. And by law, that's why they're not charging her with murder, or she didn't get charged with murder. It was manslaughter. Your mistakes are still only as severe as the outcomes but she had no they reason provide. to pull her gun. Exactly. But it just just like the idiot who got up there, emptied the clip, ejected the clip, put in another one, cocked the weapon, emptied the clip, ejected the clip, put in a fret. You mean to tell me in all that time your police training never kicked in? You didn't evaluate a situation? So again, your mistakes are only as severe as the outcomes they bring. And so again, a rich white dude who on paper, not a threat. He (laughs) took two lives, paid almost a million dollars to end two heartbeats, turned two bodies cold, arrested with extreme professionalism. Two black people who were riding in a hoopty lost their lives because their hoopty acted like a hoopty. I just think, I don't think, I know for a fact we have to do better. Before we close this one out, emotional support system, you want to say something deep and important? No. <laughs> no. Okay. Well, you I and I, that- we. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I think the concept of police are good. I, I don't think the practice of it is. Um, that's a great one. And, and, and I hope a cop actually hear what you just said. Because that, to me, is constructive criticism. That's constructive criticism. We do need cops. We do need cops. We need an agency that enforces the law. What we don't need is one person playing judge, jury, and executioner based on built-in prejudice. Like, I don't know, killing two black people for not doing a goddamn thing while arresting white people who have literally just murdered other individuals. Hmm. So We'll waste more yeah. tax money on the rich white guy. Yeah. Yeah, you, we, we, we got another one lined up, but this one needs to end here so this one can be cleanly processed because I've made the mistake of doing two-hour shows with Simon <laughs> and it's still just sitting there in the queue because it's too big of a file. So we're going to do another one and we're going to hammer out all this injustice bullshit because we're experts. But emotional exposure, so we want to say good night. Good night. Good night, everyone else. Uncle Bobby, we'll see you a little bit later. I'm going to call this wonderful uh, individual when this is all said and done with. Good night, everyone. Uncle Bobby says, peace.